0: BFM 89.9. Good morning. It is 7.06am on Wednesday, the 28th of February. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana
1: Mukhtar with Wong Shao Ning. Let's first recap how global markets closed overnight. A bit of a mixed day. The Dow was down 0.3%, S&P 500 up by 0.2%, while the Nasdaq was also up by 0.4%. Meanwhile, in Asia, the only market that seemed to be in the red was the Singapore Straits Times, which was down 0.4%. Every other market was in the green. Nikkei was up marginally, though only by 0.01%. Hang Seng did much better, up by 0.9%. Shanghai was also up 1.3%. And our very own FBM-KLCI was up by 0.7%.
0: Alright, for some insights on what's moving international markets, we have on the line with us Carlos Casanova, Senior Economist with UBP. Carlos, good morning. Let's start with China. Chinese asset markets rebounded strongly after the Lunar news New Year holidays. What is your outlook for the Chinese economy this quarter?
2: Good morning. Well, first of all, we think that the factors that we're underpinning that um, recovery in Chinese assets are predominantly related to state buying, so not necessarily a reflection of an mm. improvement in economic activity. Um, we are sort of uh, expecting the economy to broaden the base slightly in the first quarter, but we are still maintaining a growth forecast below 5% because we do think that it's going to continue to be mostly services. Um, With manufacturing, of course, being impacted by um, the Chinese New Year holiday, uh, which this year was slightly longer than um, previous years, it was eight days instead of seven. So that's one extra day of factory closures. Um, So we will see a little bit of weakness on manufacturing, more strength on consumption, That is, of course, not uh, what the Chinese government is aiming for, so we might still see um, below 5% growth in the first quarter.
1: Carlos, what are your expectations for some of the big Chinese data coming out on Friday? You've got the official PMI, you've got the Chaichin manufacturing PMI. What is it going to point to? A softer economy, stronger one?
2: I think um, we are going to see a divergency. so we do expect that the manufacturing PMI will contract further on the back of uh, um, you know, factory closures, but um, um, services should recover more. So we are seeing expansionary PMIs in terms of services, um, they were above 50, uh, we do expect they will continue to move up further, and so investors will have to grapple with that. Um, Honestly, I think because we are in the middle of the Chinese New Year period, as you know, um, there's no um, data for January and February. All of that is published together in March. Um, that will be more important than trying to uh, you know, read in between the lines of the PMI numbers. Those are very cyclical and tend to change every month. And moreover, we do have the National People's Congress coming up next week. And so it is going to be more important for investors to actually focus on what those GDP, inflation, M2 growth targets for 2024 are, as opposed to trying to monitor um, whether the economy has accelerated or decelerated sequentially in the first quarter.
0: Can we take a look at uh, the issue of the ringgit? Uh, Because there's been a lot of concern over the ringgit slide versus the greenback. How much more weakening do you foresee for our currency?
2: So honestly, this is something that's affecting um, all of Asia. So we have the narrative around a strong U.S. dollar, um, U.S. 10 years moving back up towards that uh, 4 to 4.5 percent range, uh, which, by the way, is the target for the remainder of the year. And that is exerting depreciatory pressures across the board in Asia. Um, in Malaysia, that is com- there is another factor that is compounding to strong U.S. dollar, um, and that is weak energy prices. Um, The ringgit tends to correlate quite strongly with fluctuations in oil prices, and we are seeing weakness across the board. We do expect that that will continue um, throughout all of this year, Um, and and we are seeing specifically within natural gas uh, pockets of weakness. Um, So that is not going to change. The good news for the ringgit is once the U.S. uh, Fed starts to cut interest rates, um, we do expect to see some dollar weakness, and that will help to alleviate some of the pressures on the ringgit. the key thing to monitor will be u.s inflation because that is what the fed is looking for that the inflation mm-hmm. to come down so they can argue that real rates are going up so even though you know the economy is in full employment and still going very hard um they can preemptively start to cut interest rates to prevent a recession um so inflation is going to be the main driver of any future appreciation in the it, in my opinion
1: But Carlos, the market is now only expecting, I think, 75 basis points cuts in 2024. That's what the swaps are showing versus the original estimate of 150 at the beginning of the year. Doesn't that then point to a stronger dollar, at least, well, a dollar decline, not as great as originally anticipated?
2: Yes, no, I I do agree with you. I think... um The forecasts at the beginning of the year were extremely rosy, um, Mm. not necessarily uh, realistic. Um, We are seeing this this disinflationary process being slower than expected. So the Fed's going to have to be a little bit patient if they want to argue that inflation is coming down so they can cut interest rates. Um, And so that does point towards um, a a later start to the rate cuts in June. Um, but also fewer rate cuts in 2024 compared to what some of the uh, market participants were pricing in at the beginning of the year. Um, that entails um, uh, that, uh, you know, any future US dollar weakness will be more muted than perhaps uh, some are hoping. Um, but in the context of the ringgit, I don't think it's, it's a big issue. I think, in fact, uh, weaker currency helps on the export front and Malaysia is trying to position um you know across some of uh, the most important supply chains like semiconductors so that helps um when there's too much weakness um, mm. then it becomes an issue from a consumption and investment point of view um but this is by no means 1998 yes the currency is at the same level yeah as it was during the asian financial crisis um but at the time it was more about uh, an, a high employment high inflation in malaysia um, triggering outflows and currently it's predominantly you know exogenous factors energy and the us fed um with inflation being quite quite muted at 1.5% so i don't think it's an issue for malaysia in fact i think um very modest US dollar depreciation with a sort of weaker ringgit is positive for the economy in the medium term.
1: Dare I ask you, Carlos, when should we press the warning bells? When should we get worried? At what levels? Currently, US dollar against ringgit 4.7610. I suppose in many Malaysians feel the pain of it because we look at the 20-year chart and it's just one way down.
2: Yes, I think... You know, it, it's Malaysia is not alone. We also see a lot of pressure in in China with the U.S. dollar C N H at uh, you know seven point three, um, Japan at one fifty. Um, many central banks uh, have been trying to intervene to defend uh, key resistance levels. I think when you know the level, the the point at which central banks have to press the red button is in case um, inflation in the U.S. exceeds expectations. And the narrative around the Fed cutting in June is disrupted. If we don't see any rate cuts in 2024, you know, that will entail some monetary policy regime shifts across Asia. And that is when the panic button uh, gets triggered. Um, So for me, the most important thing to monitor right now is uh, the disinflationary process in the U.S.
0: And on that note, what are your expectations for Thursday's release of U.S. core PCE numbers?
2: Mm. We, we are um, expecting it to be broadly flat. Um, so our current house view is that uh, this inflationary process will be a little bit slower. It will continue, but we are in a sort of plateau um, and it will accelerate again in the second half. Um, so hopefully that should be enough for the Federal Reserve to um, cut rates in June. We are now saying June um, and up to 100, but more, most likely 75 basis points. Um, if for whatever reason it overshoots uh, expectations, then we have to reconsider and then it becomes an issue. But we are expecting it to be broadly flat or maybe 0.1% point lower than it was uh, last month.
0: Carlos, thanks as always for the chat. That was Carlos Casanova, Senior Economist at UBP, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees moving markets in the days and weeks ahead, commenting also on what the prospects are for our poor ringgit uh, that is really languishing when you compare it to the greenback and other
1: currencies. Apparently, Bank Negara is meeting up with SMEs and some JLCs to encourage them to remit their ringgit proceeds at least that's what i've read in the edge so i'm like mm, okay this is rather unusual move uh but we'll talk about that later at seven fifteen. But I think uh, we want to highlight one of the corporates that released results in the U.S. Right, and that is eBay.
0: That's right. So eBay reported their fourth quarter adjusted profit of five hundred and sixty million U.S. dollars. Revenue is up two percent on year to two point six billion U.S. dollars, and this is boosted by healthy consumer spending during the holiday season, as well as higher sales from categories such as refurbished goods and auto parts. Uh, gross merchandise volume increased two percent to eighteen point. 6 billion dollars in the holiday quarter and the company said it had
1: 132 million active buyers for the quarter, down 2% from a year earlier. Okay, so this company once upon a time was really the market pioneer, right? Uh, the idea that you could trade online was just amazing but over time it has of course been eclipsed by the likes of Amazon and Walmart. So in an effort to be more nimble and to to keep up, well at least maintain their market share, they've actually been very careful in terms of cost and what they've done is is they have cut about 9% of their full-time employees. This was done after they already cut 500 employees way back in 2023. And they're looking for niche markets in which they can really thrive in. So like watches, sneakers, other luxury items to appeal to collectors. They offer also a lot of authentic- what is this? authentication services so that if you send something, then you think, should I buy it? Is it real? Well, guess what—they'll do that for you. Um, does the street like the its this name? Do you think they revamp enough? Does it has it con- convince enough investors? The answer is no, because there's just seven buys, twenty-three holes, two sells. Consensus target price forty five U S dollars and fifty seven cents. Last done last reg, last done during regular market hours was forty four dollars and thirty nine cents. Have you used eBay before, Shaz? I have, but
0: that was a very long time ago. I'm actually surprised that uh, it still remains pretty popular. Uh, the auction model just doesn't seem to. Uh, Well, at least among my circle, we don't really go for it. But hey, eBay is still thriving uh, in one way or another. Can we quickly look at news coming out of Apple? Uh, Because um, Apple has announced that they're going to cancel their electric car project, dubbed Project Titan. So that's going to be no more. Uh, Apparently, this has uh, received a lot of uh, good um, response from investors. Um, Investors viewed the cancellation of the ambitious project favorably possibly due to a belief that resources could be redirected towards more promising endeavours. But the decision to cancel the project did surprise the nearly 2,000 employees involved in Project Titan.
1: Yeah, so there will be some job cuts, but I think a lot of them will be shifted to other divisions. Guess who was very happy with this news? You're going to tell me. Elon Musk. Oh, of course he is. One more competitor out of the way, right? (laughs) Yeah, he shared a post on the X social media site with a saluting emoji and a cigarette. Okay. Okay. so he's like haha so, bye bye let one less competitor so yes Tesla share price also went up uh, but this morning I think Apple share price also went up in tender Market like this probably because the amount of capex that they're going to have to spend in terms of rolling out an electric car is going to be immense and maybe it's better spent on AI more more in line with their core business mm. right although I would have been really I was, I was really keen in seeing what an Apple car would look like. I,
0: I mean, yeah, it would have been fun. But in any case, 7.19am, uh, we're going to head into some messages. We'll come back to look at more top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9.
1: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.